Hello and welcome to the Rock Lives Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Smith. If you've been tuning into Rock Lives Here Radio, then thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. You'll really find these podcast episodes a great way to catch any chats that you might have missed with all the great artists that are featured on Rock Lives Here. If you're new to Rock Lives Here, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au to stream the best thing you've never heard in rock radio here in Australia. You can also download the app via Google or Apple app stores. Also, definitely keep up to date by subscribing to the Rock Lives Here mailing list and following Rock Lives Here on all the usual social media channels. All the links for those in the show notes below and over at rocklivesheer.com.au. Well, just when you think that the year's coming to a close for new music, along pops a uh, brand new EP and it becomes one of your uh, new favourite things. That, for me, is uh, Josh Setterfield and his uh, latest EP, Till Dawn. Josh has a a background uh, going back into his early musical uh, years in a uh, pop punk band. And I guess his brand of country rock draws on elements of that. But yeah, definitely is something a little uh, little unique here in Australia and a little bit different, sort of channeling some of that American stadium country rock. So it's right up my alley, given, the uh, I guess, the music that, that I love. So I had a chat to Josh recently about the new EP and Josh's musical influences. So be sure to follow Josh on the links below and check out his EP, Till Dawn. It's a great EP. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Have a listen to this chat with Josh. But we had to push it back because I had some vocal problems uh, where they told me I wasn't ever going to sing again at one point. So I've been to vocal therapy and it's just been health but you know what it's finally out and i'm so stoked about it so yeah that's good and the reaction so far from uh, from the fans pretty positive been really good yeah yeah really good actually yeah um it was unexpected because i wasn't really sure how to take it i mean we put out two singles to begin with which was broken the way god made me but um now that it's out you know it's it's the other tracks have all been getting probably equal love which is really cool because uh weird weird ones is obviously track one and um, I, I didn't expect that one to do as well as it was because, you know, it's a bit more rock and upbeat. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool, the reception of it. Uh, Weird Ones was the one that got me. One of the lines from uh, that song in particular, given we're talking about it, George Strait, Simple Plan and Motley Crue. Is that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. My wide <laughs> music taste. <laughs> for me, I reckon it, I would probably insert Keith Urban, Def Leppard, Bowling for Soup. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Bowling for Soup huge one for me yeah <laughs> so that's pretty much you your uh, your music sort of background those uh, those three yeah man i mean i used to play in a, in a pop punk band for about eight years um we got to do some pretty cool things you know like we did vans warp tour alongside simple plan and the offspring and stuff like that which was brilliant you know um so i, I mean i've grown up with all different kinds of music you know i kind of grew up with country music in the background but i've played pop punk majority of my life yeah but I, I mean everything i listened to i guess my main genres were pop punk um country and 80s hair metal is my absolute favorite thing in the world if i was if i was like this age in the 80s i would be all over those like spandex and stuff like that, uh, that <laughs> without, without turning it back on me I'm, I'm 44 so i grew up in uh that was my that was my era growing up as a 13 year old uh with you know when all of that stuff was on mtv in australia and you turn on yeah. on the radio and you know Pretty much it was uh, American Top 40, pick up on all those bands. So there I'm you go. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But now you can certainly, yeah, hearing that as well, I can certainly hear, a, you know, a little bit of that influence coming through in uh, in your tunes and songwriting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of don't keep it. I don't, I don't really put a limit on, I guess, what I write. You know, I kind of, I write a song and if it sounds good, I go with it, you know. Um, because of ha- obviously having all these different um, influences and stuff like that, like someday I'll sit down and I'll write an 80s song just because I, I, I'm in that mood. And then sometimes I'll go, hmm, I wonder if I can turn that country. <laughs> I just try it, like that kind of thing. And I guess coming, so realizing, I, I knew you had that pop punk background. I didn't realize that, yeah, to the extent in terms of for touring and, and that side of it, how, you know, how much, uh, how, how many years, I guess, would you say in a way, do you feel that it's taken you or to transition into, I guess, the country world? Yeah, yeah. So at first, I mean, I guess a lot of people were kind of just watching me like, what is this guy doing? But like, even I didn't know what I was doing. And like, I was, uh, I, I wrote a country EP before the band had even broken up just because I was so obsessed with this like new wave bro country music thing. And I was, I was, it was all I was listening to. And, you know, the band kind of started seeing some cracks and I was just like, Oh, what am I going to do? If this goes under, am I going to start again? Or am I going to go down this country route? And it's honestly the best decision I think I've ever made. You know, like there's some people out there that don't really dig what I do because it's a bit different for the traditional country, obviously. But I mean, I'm absolutely stoked with what I'm doing now. And it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm the type of person where I don't really care what people think of me. You know, like I I do what I want to do, and if people like it, they like it, and if they don't, and I think that's a really big thing just in in life in general these days. I think you know, I think there's a, a lot more. I guess with so much. Um, so much of people living on social media and, and all of that, but I think it's really getting down to authenticity as well. So, you know, I think yeah, I definitely I feel that yeah yeah. So I, I feel like you know, you know, are you writing in the style that you know you or, or you know the with the influence of the bands that you you know that you love. I guess you know you want that to come through rather than oh exactly man. It's who I am, so I wouldn't really change it for anything else. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's good, and and it's a good time. Like I feel like it is. Heading in a bit that way, there's a you know a few different artists coming out there that uh, you know are adding a bit more of that that rock element into into country. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a there's a, another artist I've, I've just checked out recently. I'm um, called Hardy, and he just put out what he calls a Hicks tape, and it's basically like um, all the big Nashville artists, but there's just one track with him, Morgan Wallen, and Zach Wild, yeah. and he's brilliant, man. It's like <laughs> metal country. I love it. I have heard of that. I think I think I've heard the song. I, I'll. I'll uh, I'll have a listen to it after um, after after this interview. I'll uh, go back to it. Yeah, there's actually another guy um, that came out last week um, with a new song, Corey Marks from Canada. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I know. I I just been talking about him with a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, with McMars and uh, Five Finger Death Punch lead singer as well. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. great mashup. <laughs> And I guess um, yeah. So what uh, what's sort of on the horizon for you with the EP released? What what have you got as far as live action coming up? Uh, yeah. So next year, uh, nothing really to the end of the year. I guess it's, it's starting to die down for the Christmas period. But um, next year we've got some touring uh, in the works, and I've got Tamworth early next year, which I'm going down just for one show for that one actually okay. instead of the ten days. So we're going down to Tamworth for that one show. After that, we've got some touring, and I'm trying to get myself to the states. I'm yeah, trying okay. to get over to Nashville because I've never been there. I'm a, I'm a failed country artist. I've never been to, the, to Nashville. So, yeah. 
And is that uh, just going to to visit, catch some shows over there, or to maybe do a bit of songwriting and uh... hopefully a bit of both? Because um, obviously, since I haven't been there, I really want to go over and check out the CMA Fest yeah. and just see what the, the whole party buzz is about. Because I've heard nothing but good things. But I think I'm going to stay there just a little bit longer as well and just try and tee up some songwrites. I already have a, a couple that I can line up to do while I'm there. So probably try and make the most of it and just do everything I possibly can while I'm there. Songwriting, Who's uh, who do you, um, when we're talking about songwriting there, I guess who are sort of some of your biggest influences from a, I guess from a songwriting point of view? Who are my biggest influences from songwriting? Uh, well, I mean, I'd say as an artist, as, as a general artist, you know, like songwriting and playing shows as well. I know it's really stereotypical to say being Australian, but Keith Urban is like a god to me. Like that dude, he's just, he's guitar playing. Everything he does, everything he's ever released, I absolutely am a huge fan of. Uh, but that Hardy guy as well, I guess, has a songwriting point of view. He writes some of the biggest hits in Nashville, and I just love everything that he puts out. And usually I'll I'll check a songwriting credit on something that a, someone has released, and it's usually him. And I'm just like, okay, this guy, I, I, I would kill to write with that guy. Is he is he actually out here? Is that next year? Is he on CMC Rocks? Yeah, he's on yeah, CMC okay. Rocks. And so I... That's just reminded me. I really have to get a ticket for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's uh, this chat has served as a, as a reminder for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely a, a good lineup, as it usually is. CMC rocks. Yep, definitely. So is that a? I guess um, you know. I guess one day uh, you might see yourself on there. No, oh, I would absolutely feel for that. It's probably my favorite festival in Australia. It's probably, I think, the only one I haven't played at the moment. So I really want to get on that one. <laughs> Add that onto the list. And yeah, Tamworth yeah. will obviously be a you know kind of a, a good uh, good opportunity, even if you are there for a, a day or so. It'll uh, it'll still be good. Yeah, it's always great down there. I mean, it's so hot. So I mean, being there for one day this year will be abs- uh, next year will be absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole festival is a huge vibe. You know, it's a it's a great catch up with people. Everyone kind of goes there, and it's just this big party for a week. So yeah. Are you finding that you're getting a little bit of crossover appeal from um, you know maybe non-country fans as well that are. Yes, I am converting people. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly converting people. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of artists. Uh, of, of artists. There's a lot of fans, obviously, that were like me, where they they kind of grew up with country. They had it in the background. Their fa- their families have liked it and stuff like that. So it was kind of a a natural crossover for a lot of them. But I I can definitely understand why there's a lot that don't like it. Um, so I, obviously, I lost a lot of fans going from punk to country, but. You know, like I, it's, I didn't do it for that. I do it because that's what I wanted to do. So slowly, every day I release a song and someone messages me from that old scene and they go, oh, I didn't realize it sounded like that because like, <laughs> it's not traditional, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot like I, I've got a bunch of friends that are, you know, grew up on the 80s, um, 80s hair metal stuff as well and a lot of them like, yeah. oh, you know. I'll often say, have you heard this artist or something that's, you know, got a, a country flavor? And they're like, oh, no, I don't do country. And I'm like, well, you love Cinderella's album, Heartbreak Station, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's country. So it's kind <laughs> of people don't realize. I, I feel like, yeah, you know, it is that it can be a little bit of that thing. Oh, no, I don't listen to country. But it's like, well, you know, the, the, the lines are very blurred. They just think that it's all slim, dusty John Williamson kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's certainly... Uh, I think there's a few of us on those missions to convert, uh, yeah, convert yeah. <laughs> the rock fans into 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 this world as well because there is so much great stuff. And uh, your EP Till Dawn is a you know a great example of that. If uh, you know people dig in and there's lots of great music out there. Thanks so much, man. That means a lot. Well, if you want to check out more cool chats, then head on over to rocklivesherecomau for all the past episodes. 
would also love it if you shared this episode with your fellow rock-loving fans, whether they be here in Australia or around the world. Don't stop believing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh,